an important weekend for the men's basketball team. They come away 2-0. What did we learn about the Hoosiers moving forward this season? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Tuesday, November 22nd. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. IU men's basketball team moved up in the polls on Monday after two wins, obviously the big one on Friday. The Hoosiers are up to number 11 in the AP poll from number 13, so they move up a couple of spots in that one. Uh, A lot of movement, obviously it's early on in the season. Um, IU fans are always going to kind of have an eye on those three big non-conference games remaining UNC is still number one. Kansas is up to number three. Arizona's number 14. So those are all going to be really big matchups still. They're, they're kind of looming out there in the distance, but they're they're quickly getting closer. Next week is that UNC game. Uh, so those games are, are coming up soon, sooner than, than you think. But the Hoosiers on the cusp of being a top 10 team, I, I thought they might. Uh, Move into that top 10 ranking, honestly, I was not expecting Virginia to jump 11 spots uh, and get a first place vote from 16th to 5th. That is a wild jump this early in the season. Uh, Texas jumped 7 spots. A lot of teams went flying up. Uh, On that note, Michigan State jumped up to 14th. That one feels maybe a little bit more deserved, but those are such big jumps this early in the season, excuse me, and Michigan State is 12th. Uh, they jumped 14 spots. So, yeah, they are 12th right behind Indiana. I I have long been a proponent. I've said this in college football as well. These kind of early season polls really mean jack squat, if I'm being honest. Um, and they're more there for TV ratings so that you can put numbers next to teams early in the season. There's just so much movement early in the year that uh, people are trying to figure out who's actually good, who's ranked that high because of reputation, things like that. I think this IU team, they're probably a top 10 team, um, but I mean, it's semantics if they're 11th. Illinois, uh, other Big Ten teams, Illinois is 16th. And then Maryland, Purdue, and Iowa round out the last three spots of the top 25, 23, 24. And 25, Andy Katz at NCA.com. He is way more higher on Indiana than uh, anybody else. He has a weekly team of the week, player of the week. He named Trace Jackson Davis his player of the week. That felt fair. I mean, the Xavier game was one of the best individual games I can remember kind of in recent times for Indiana. Just thoroughly dominant in a, a hostile environment. (laughs) <laughs> where he's way higher on Indiana. He has his power 36, which doesn't really have an ex- explanation as to what the ranking is. I, 
I kind of treat it more as like a power ranking that might be a little bit more reactionary because, boy, he has Indiana number four. Uh, even as optimistic as I am, fourth seems high. Um, but he has Indiana number four in his power 36. He said the Hoosiers win against Xavier proves they're the Big Ten favorites, proves they're a national championship contender. Look, I think that Xavier win was big, and we're going to talk about it, but uh, I don't know that that win proved all that just yet. They have games coming up that might prove that, but that uh, feels a bit early to make those proclamations. That feels like a little bit of confirmation bias. So be it. But let's talk about that. Uh, we we talked yesterday's show. We tried to cram as much as we could in. want to expand on some things now with men's basketball. Um, with, with what we learned this weekend. And I think the biggest thing we learned from this past weekend for IU basketball, this team can handle the pressure. Um, that Xavier game, while it wasn't a confirmation that they're a national title contender, it was a big win. And I mentioned this yesterday. That was a very, that was a that was a true road game. That was a road crowd. That's what you would expect uh, a tough road game to be. Those fans were up for it. They were loud. They were um, letting Indiana hear it, um, to uh, to say the least. You, there were a number of IU fan or IU players, excuse me, that were um, returning the favor at the final buzzer. But that's what I want. That's that's exactly what this Indiana team needs to do. They need to go and do, go into those environments and win those types of games to prove that this team is different than previous teams. Because previous teams, even last year, that they don't win that game. Last year's team does not win that game at, at any point in the season. Do I think they go in and win that game? It, it would be... Similar in some ways to that Purdue game at the end of the year, although that's a rivalry game, and I think that Purdue team was a little bit better. But there were moments last season when they could have had a win like that, a performance like that, and they just didn't produce the result. Um, there's a number of reasons that it happened this weekend. Uh, I mean, Trace Jackson Davis being the best player on the court was one of them. Um, at Ohio state is probably a good example. The game that went to overtime, they kind of crumbled in that game. Uh, that was a very frustrating one at Iowa another game they crumbled in. Uh, the difference this time was when the other team made that run, Indiana absorbed it and then responded down the stretch to do just enough to come away with a win. I don't think this is any kind of, again of like, declaration that this Indiana team is the best in the Big Ten and all that, but it is a statement that this Indiana team is different and better than last year. Now, how much different? How much better? We're still going to kind of figure that out. Ultimately, last year's team was a, a officially a one-and-done in the NCAA tournament, but is this team – I mean, how much better is this team going to be than that one – what I learned on Friday is that they're ready for those types of moments. They can handle that type of pressure, that type of environment, and they can come out on the other end victorious, which is important. That's going to matter. I can't say this enough. What else we learned? Malik Renew is ready for these big moments. Um, obviously, Trace was most impressive. Xavier Johnson was really impressive uh, in that road game. In some ways, I, I expect that from them. 
Those are your two veterans. Those are your two leaders. Those are your two best players. You, to a certain degree, need that from them. Malik Renu is the freshman, the new kid on the block, and he looked every bit ready for that game and that moment down the stretch. Um, he had a couple nice plays offensively. Um, he had, it, it wasn't officially a block, but he altered the game winning, uh, or game tying shot attempt at the end. Um, he, he made some big plays that both showed up statistically and some that did not. It's, he's a freshman, man. It, it's hard to, it's hard to really, um, put into words how impressive he's been. He's been the best freshman Indiana's had this season. I, I still think Jalen Hood Shafino's been really good. He struggled though, but Malik has been better than advertised, better than we expected. Uh, maybe that's part of it that we set maybe a higher bar for Jalen coming in. Stepping into the starting lineup is never going to be easy. Malik's doing a lot of this against the second units, but he's also doing it against first units as well. And we saw that on, on Friday. That's the first example we have of it. He went up against a, a very good veteran front court and Xavier down the stretch and made plays uh, on both ends of the court to help IU win. He's making winning basketball plays, which to do it this early in the season is really impressive. I want to talk about Xavier and what we learned, a couple other things we learned from this weekend. Before we do that, though, I want to talk about upside. Inflation has us all thinking about ways to cut back, whether it's it's driving less, which isn't going to be fun this holiday season, dining out less, buying less from the grocery store. We can all agree there's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using Upside. Upside's an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. It's all of us. With Upside, I don't have to cut back because I get cash back on every purchase. It is a simple app. Download it. I use it all the time for gas. That's the easiest way to do it. I go to the gas station. I check in, claim the offer, pump my gas. 24 hours later, I have the money in my uh, account on Upside. It is simple. It is easy. And today, if you guys download it and use the promo code LOCKED, you're going to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of at least $10, which... With gas prices nowadays, that's about two gallons of gas. So uh, download the free Upside app and use the promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. I want to touch on Xavier Johnson as well because we talked at the beginning of the season that it, it seemed like he maybe wasn't adjusting as easily as Jalen hood Shafino was to this two guard lineup that changed on Friday. And it was, uh, the script was reversed. Jalen struggled. Xavier Johnson did not even a little bit. Uh, he was, it took him a while to get to that point, but when I, you needed him, he was there. Uh, just a, a thoroughly impressive performance. He looked like the guy that, at the end of last season was one of the best guards in the big 10. Um, and again, IU needed that. That's what IU expects from him. Uh, I thought he made a number of really smart plays down the stretch, getting to the line, uh, realizing that his team was in the bonus, that he's a good free throw shooter and he can do a couple things to, to uh, create some fouls and uh, be Xavier Johnson in a lot of ways. And, and 
get to that foul line and get easy buckets, which when you're on the road against a team that's rallying like Xavier was, that's the easiest way to, to stem the tide is to get to the free throw line, get the clock stopped, regroup, get the crowd quieted down a little bit, knock down a couple free throws and get your defense set on the other end. There was a lot of really smart Xavier Johnson plays. There was a lot of, I mean, it's Xavier Johnson. It's not a, it's, it's an experience at times, but ultimately uh, that was a, a really solid game from him. Um, he looked like IU's second best player and they're going to need him to be that in a lot of these big games this season. And especially when Jalen was struggling as much as he was, I mean, Jalen, that was, he was a true freshman on this first road game. Like I, I'm not surprised that he struggled the way he did. I'm more surprised that Malik didn't struggle the way he did. That is, that is the part that's, that's not normal. Um, Jalen struggling was a little bit more normal. So seeing Xavier step up, that was not his first road game. That was not his first big performance on the road, uh, but it was his latest and it was one of his best games of his career. 23 points, seven of eight shooting, seven rebounds, a couple of assists, a steal. Uh, he was fantastic. And, and that just kind of solidified that um, when the moment gets big and the, the lights get bright, Xavier's still there. Xavier can still make those types of plays, be that type of guy on the floor. Um, it may wane a little bit and it, it wasn't there on Sunday. It didn't need to be there as much on Sunday, but um, I think he, he's that type of big game player that, that again, when those lights get bright, that gets him a little more amped up and ready. And he, he zones in a little bit more, uh, which, I mean, there are worse attributes to have as a player and worse guys to have on your team. Um, so we learned that, that Xavier is still, I think I use best guard, especially in those big games. Jalen could get there. Um, he's going through a little bit of a, a, a slump right now. He he's learning the college game, but, uh, Xavier is still that type of guy. What don't we know? What questions do we still have unanswered? Well, the big thing I think is, is I use depth ready for these big games. That was kind of the the part that went under the surface a little bit, under the radar, I mean, uh, in that Xavier game, is while Trace and Xavier were combined 20 of 24 for 53 points, again, they were 20 of 24 for 53 points, everybody else was 10 of 34 for 28 points. And really, Malik was 5 of 9 for 12 points. So if you take Trace, Xavier, and Malik out of this, the rest of IU's team was 5 of 25 for 16 points. We've spent a lot of time talking about how good this depth is. That depth can look fantastic against Miami uh, in whatever directional schools and buy games you have early in the season. That depth needs to matter against Xavier, against UNC, and against Kansas and so on and so forth. So the, the no-show they had in a lot of degrees against Xavier was concerning. Um, Tamar Bates did not attempt a shot. Jordan Geronimo did not attempt a shot. Uh, those two guys only played 17 minutes. Trey Galloway only shot one time. Now he had four assists, a couple rebounds. Uh, Jalen obviously was one of nine. Race Thompson was two of seven, 0 of four from three. Uh, he was able to get some boards and three blocks to contribute, but... Miller cop was two of eight. Now the, sh one of the shots he did hit was arguably the biggest shot of the game, that corner three pointer, but 
Um, there needs to be more scoring punch from the rest of the team. Uh, you cannot have the rest of the team no show to the degree that they did as a, as scoring options and expect to consistently win those big games. You cannot rely as much as Trace and Xavier are your two best players. You cannot rely on 53 points on 20 of 24 shooting every night. And that's what it took. I won by two. Like that's what it took to come away with that is your two best players looking like the two best players, which uh, to some degree is fair, but they're not going to shoot 83% every game of the season. So as I use depth ready for the big moments to that point, who's going to step up and help trace and Xavier in these types of games. We spoke about Malik. Um, Ultimately he's still a freshman and I'm going to assume at some point there's going to be a bit of a slump just because he's a freshman. Um, who's going to be the guys that step up? Is Jalen Hood Shafino going to break out of a slump? Is Race Thompson going to be a contributor offensively? That seems to come and go a lot. Is Miller Cop? Ultimately, Miller Cop has been pretty good to start this season. Um, it seems like Friday's game was the exception more than anything with his shooting. Uh, but is he going to be a consistent shooter against these big teams who off the bench, more importantly, is going to be able to contribute. Um, Trey Galloway. It's nice to have the energy and the effort place he has, but if Trey Galloway, Tamar Bates and Jordan Geronimo are going to attempt one combined shot, that's not going to cut it. Like you need, you need something off that bench. So who's going to be that next guy. Who's going to be that kind of third option. Um, Who's going to step up? What role players are going to step up? Is it going to be Malik? Is it a revolving door? Is it just whoever has the hot hand that night? Uh, nobody had the hot hand against Xavier. Um, I think ideally it would be Jalen Hood Shafino, but, and I think he probably will eventually get to that point. He's not at that point right now though. So um, who's going to be that guy against UNC next week, for example? Those are the types of, of answers I was going to need to have a couple last uh, minute uh, final notes. I guess the three point shooting is still a question mark. They were four of 12 against Xavier. They were 10 or excuse me, seven of 21 against uh, Miami. It's not there. I, I use probably not going to have a definitive answer the whole season. It's going to come and go. There's going to be moments. Um, I don't know how I even feel about only taking 12 three-pointers. I guess when Trace is going as wild as he is, it's not as bad, but um, Miller Cop and Race Thompson each taking four threes. Jalen and Xavier taking three threes. Malik taking a three and missing. Like There isn't going to be one person that's going to do it. it clearly, maybe Miller Cop on a certain night, but there's got to be contributions elsewhere, and we're going to have nights like this. And the hope is, I guess, that Xavier is good enough, or excuse me, Trace is good enough uh, against a team like Xavier to carry IU when the when the shots aren't falling. But it wasn't even be- it wasn't really a whole lot better a couple nights later against Miami. That's just going to remain a question mark. I don't know that we're going to get an answer to that. Last thing, how much is this free throw shooting going to cost IU? It did damn well did against Xavier, seventeen of twenty six in a two point game. And then they went 17 of 24 one night later. 
It, that's not a new problem. I, I don't even really need to spend a whole lot of time talking on that, but it's going to cost IU at some point. Uh, it's going to be really frustrating when it does. Um, I'm just throwing it out there. I, again, I don't think I really need to discuss it a whole lot because we spent a couple of years discussing it now, but it's going to happen. It's going to cost IU at some point this season. Let's talk some women's basketball. And uh, they jumped a lot in the polls. They are a top 10 team. We'll see where they landed. Before we do that, betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. If you guys want to bet on the Hoosiers in the old Oaken bucket game, a um, little surprisingly, I didn't think IU would be favorites by any means, but they are 10.5 point underdogs to. Um, Purdue at home, uh, which is a, a, just a little surprising. Um, that's what the line was at Michigan State last week, so I thought it might be a little more favorable. Fair play. If it's not, it's not. This is still a – I mean, we we talked about it. It wasn't like that was an impressive necessarily win by Mich- or Indiana at Michigan State on Saturday. But if you guys want to jump in on that, they don't have the men's basketball lineup yet, but – you can bet on all that over at betonline.net. Head to the website, use your mobile device, whatever it is. It's where the game starts. Women's basketball team. I said last week I was a little surprised that they didn't they didn't move up. It was right before the Tennessee game. Um, I think <laughs> I think the the AP uh, overcorrected a little bit because IU jumped six spots. After that win over Tennessee and then their win, a couple of wins over the weekend over uh, UMass Lowell and Vermont. Now, there were a number of teams that dropped and uh, Iowa dropped five spots. Louisville dropped four spots. um, Texas dropped 16 spots. Tennessee dropped 12 spots. There was a lot of movement in this poll. The end result is Indiana moving up to number six, which... That seems about about right, uh, right around there as I think about how good this Indiana team is. That might be a little high, um, especially because their kind of trademark win right now is Tennessee, who that win is not holding up. Tennessee is 2-3 and three right now. Uh, they've lost to Ohio State, who is number four. Uh, they've lost to Indiana. They lost to UCLA, uh, who is number 20. So on one hand... This is a, that's three ranked teams that they've lost to, but the more they keep losing, the less impressive that win looks. Uh, doing it in Knoxville is still, still holds some water, but um, they, it, it, it hasn't, hasn't been a great win. It hasn't held up like I hoped it would. Uh, if you're an IU fan, you want Tennessee to turn things around and, and that win to look better and better for your resume by the end of the season. ESPN's power rankings came out. Um, I a little, little less reactionary than Andy Katz. They did have Terry Moran as coach of the week, which fair. I mean, uh, that it was a big week again. Maybe a bit of an overcorrection though. This the week that was included that Tennessee game. So a little bit of a reward for, for getting Indiana right back in this spot after how much they lost last season. Uh, But they slot in at number seven on the power rankings, Ohio state's number five. We spent a lot of time talking about Iowa's the other big team in the big 10. 
Ohio State's proven to be up there. Um, for those that haven't watched or don't remember, they have a press that is absolutely wreaking havoc early in this season. They are forcing buckets of turnovers right now. Uh, now, they played Tennessee, who we mentioned, and then they have not played a, a ranked team then, and they're just kind of overwhelming teams. They'll play Louisville in eight days' time, so next week. Um, that will be their Big Ten ACC Challenge game. We'll learn a little bit more then. I think this Indiana team is built to handle a press like that pretty well. You saw it against Tennessee that Tennessee tried to press and Indiana pretty much carved them up. So if you're looking at head to head, I'm still a little bit more worried about Iowa than I am Ohio state, but that's pretty far down the line. The end result is this is a top 10 Indiana team. I, there, I wanted to do kind of a similar section of what we learned, what we know, that type of stuff about Indiana. Um, we've talked a lot about that, that Tennessee win, and that's really been their, their only moment that they've had. Um, really both teams now are the men's and women's team are kind of in a holding pattern for the next week, week and a half now until the UNC games, both teams play UNC. UNC is highly ranked in both. We mentioned they're number one on the men's side on the women's side, they're number eight. That's going to be barring something happening to UNC or IU in the next week and a half which UNC plays Oregon um, in two days' time. So they will – is that on – that is on Thanksgiving, yeah. Uh, UNC plays Oregon on Thanksgiving. Oregon is ranked number 18. So there's the potential it's a top-10 showdown if UNC beats Oregon. Uh, a top-10 showdown on both sides potentially, depending on how IU moves in the polls. So Right now, both sides are kind of in this holding pattern until the UNC games, uh, which is going to be their next chance to make statements on both sides of the ball. So um, we've talked about Indiana. The We talked about that Tennessee game, and we spent a whole episode talking about it. This offense is really, really good. The defense has been really, really good. Um, but again, they Tennessee's the only really tough team they've played. Uh, we'll find out a little bit more this week. They'll play Auburn and Memphis in Las Vegas. Uh, but really we're not going to learn a whole not, a whole lot until December 1st when they play North Carolina. So everything's kind of in a holding pattern for both those teams right now. One thing kind of related to IU women's team, uh, Charlie Clifford at Wish TV 8 in Indianapolis uh, is re- reported on uh, Tuesday, or excuse me, Monday, that Indianapolis has been selected to host the 2028 Women's Final Four at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Um, that just means it's going to be a, a very short drive from uh, Gamebridge to Bloomington to deliver the trophy, as uh, our friends over at Crimson Quarry nor- noted. So uh, that that's obviously cool. I think Indianapolis is a great host city for events like that, and um. I'm excited for that, and hopefully Terry Morin and IU are on their way to their sixth straight national title game by then. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to preview IU's men's basketball game on Wednesday night and also preview IU women's basketball, their pair of holiday games. Going to record some shows a little bit early this week so I can enjoy the holidays as well. So, Uh, We'll get that out of the way tomorrow as well. 
Now, for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, all of that fun stuff. More importantly, though, guys, everybody, uh, I hope you're having a great holiday weekend. Um, And as always, LEO.